Chapter 8, the third covenant level, becoming formally and officially adopted son or daughter of Jesus Christ. But to as many as received me gave I power to become my sons, and even so will I give unto many as will receive me power to become my sons. And verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth my gospel receiveth me, and he that receiveth not my gospel receiveth me, receiveth not me. Doctrine and Covenants 39, 4-5. There are four levels of covenantal relationships with our Lord Jesus Christ. It is the desire and aim for the Lord to bring us into closer and closer relationships with him and therefore with our Father through covenants. That's why it is imperative that we keep our covenants and continue to grow into a more intimate relationship with the Lord. This chapter deals with the third level, but you need to have a brief idea of the other levels. The first is the servant level. Anciently, this was the blood covenant and entailed the sacrifice of animals and obedience to the commandments. The Savior made the ultimate blood sacrifice for us by atoning for our sins. In this last dispensation, this level is entered by repenting and being baptized by one holding authority and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Sacrifices needed to be renewed anciently, so we renew this covenant by taking the sacrament at church on a weekly basis. The second is the friend level. Anciently, this was the salt covenant considered an unbreakable covenant. There are many references to salt in the Bible. It wasn't just a compliment. It was a means to create an unbreakable bond between men or two families. Now we enter this level by being obedient to the laws of the gospel as clearly spelled out in 2 Nephi 31-32 through and taught by the Savior himself in 3 Nephi 11-27. through the third level is the inheritance level, or the son or daughter level. The sandal covenant was the inheritance covenant among the Hebrews. Sandals were used to mark the corners of the family inheritance land, and it was illegal to illegal to move someone's sandals. Sandals, and eventually feet, came to symbolize inheritance. When Moses stood looking at the burning bush, Jehovah spoke to him and took told him to take off his shoes because he was on holy ground. Jehovah wanted Moses to let go of his earthly inheritance and accept a heavenly inheritance through a closer relationship with him. This is the level bringing, being referred to in this chapter, and we will go into more detail below. The fourth level is the marriage level, or the bride and bridegroom level. This level will be explained in much more detail at another time. The ancient Hebrew practices of betrothal and marriage are not just interesting, they inform us of what we are to become. The symbols of the Hebrew covenants and the marriage practices are all through the scriptures and the temple. Today we enter this fourth level by having our calling and election made sure, being sealed up by the Holy Spirit of promise, and then receiving the second comforter. The eternal benefits of this level are referred to in Doctrine and Covenants 76, 50-70. How does this information affect us today? Look at these two examples from the conference talks of then-Elder Nelson and Elder Bednar. Elder Russell M. Nelson, April 1995, General Conference Address, Children of the Covenant. Quote, When we embrace the gospel and are baptized, we are born again and take upon ourselves the sacred name of Jesus Christ. We are adopted as his sons and daughters and are known as brothers and sisters. He is the father of our new life. We become joint heirs to promises given by the Lord to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their posterity. End quote. Elder David A. Bednar, April 2007, General Conference Address, Ye Must Be Born Again. Quote, 
Just as a cucumber is transformed into a pickle as it is immersed in and saturated with salt brine, so you and I are born again as we are absorbed by and in the gospel of Jesus Christ. As we honor and observe the covenants, Doctrine and Covenants 42.13, into which we have entered. As we feast upon the words of Christ, 2 Nephi 32.3, as we pray unto the Father with all energy of heart, Moroni 7.48, and as we serve God with all our heart, might, mind, and strength, DNC 4.2, then because of the covenant which ye have made, ye shall be called the children of Christ, his sons and daughters, for behold, this day he hath spiritually begotten you. For ye say that your hearts are changed through faith on his name, therefore ye are born of him and have become his sons and his daughters. Mosiah 5.7. A cucumber only becomes a pickle through steady, sustained, and complete immersion in salt brine. Significantly, salt is the key ingredient in the recipe. Salt frequently is used in the scriptures as a symbol both of a covenant and of a covenant people. And just as salt is essential in transforming a cucumber into a pickle, so covenants are central to our spiritual rebirth. And after we come out of the waters of baptism, our souls need to be continuously immersed in and saturated with the truth and the light of the Savior's gospel. Sporadic and shallow dipping in the doctrine of Christ and partial participation in his restored church cannot produce the spiritual transformation that enables us to walk in a newness of life. Rather, fidelity to covenants, constancy of commitment, and offering our whole soul unto God are required if we are to receive the blessings of eternity. End quote. Just as the ancient covenants are, were necessary for certain relationships to develop, it is the same today. We need to make and keep covenants in order for this adoption as sons and daughters of Christ to happen. Through keeping covenants, we can qualify for the enabling power of the atonement of Jesus Christ to cleanse us, change our hearts, help us truly take upon ourselves the name of Jesus Christ, and prepare us for the baptism of fire and of the Holy Ghost. Taking upon ourselves the name of Jesus Christ is more than just acknowledging him as our Savior. When Moses spoke with the Lord in the tabernacle, he said he wanted to know what the Lord he wanted to know the Lord and see his glory. The Lord told him to go up onto Mount Horeb and he would proclaim the name of the Lord. Exodus thirty three nineteen. In Exodus thirty four, five through seven we read, And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there, and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy, forgiving iniquity. What did the Lord tell Moses? He gave him a list of his attributes. When we covenant to take upon us the name of Jesus Christ, we are also promising to take upon ourselves the attributes of Christ. However, as fallible mortals, we cannot do this by ourselves. We need to help, we need the help of the Savior, whose name we would take upon us. In Mosiah 3.19, King Benjamin told his people that to change one's nature, one has to yield to the enticings of the Holy Spirit and put off the natural man and become a saint through the atonement of Christ, and become as a child submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, willing to submit to all things which the Lord seeth fit to inflict upon him, even as a child does submit to his father. We must have his help to accomplish becoming his adopted sons and daughters. Once we have been born again, we need to endure to the end by continuing to walk the covenant path, by keeping our covenants and seeking to do all the Father and Savior asks us to do. 
This series of personal interactions with the Lord does not have to begin in the millennium or spirit paradise, nor should it. For spiritual warriors of the vanguard groups, those who covenanted to accomplish mighty things in this life and before and or during the millennium, these must take place in mortality. This represents the pattern of pre-established spiritual progression after which we hunger and thirst so much. After all, this is the time for men to prepare to meet God. So we should be seeking these experiences. I, for one, would rather have built that close relationship with my Savior in this life rather than to be left a stranger to Him at the last day. In short, those who are foreordained to do and become and are to fulfill specific end-time missions advance to the stage at which they receive heavenly instruction directly at the feet of the Lord Himself. From grace to grace, we advance from being His servant to becoming His beloved, which is the pattern established in Holy Writ. The third level of covenantal relationship translates directly into the eternal laws of formal adoption, as it states in Galatians 4, 4-7. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son." And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Joseph Smith said it this way, It is one thing to see the kingdom of God, and another thing to enter into it. We must have a change of heart to see the kingdom of God, and subscribe to the articles of adoptions to enter therein. There is no way to overemphasize the vital importance of formally being adopted as a son or daughter of Christ. We get a glimpse of this law of adoption by reviewing sections 34, no, section 34, verses 1-4 through 4 of Doctrine and Covenants. A revelation given to who Orson Pratt through the prophet Joseph Smith. My son Orson, hearken and hear, and behold what I, the Lord God, shall say unto you, even Jesus Christ your Redeemer, the light and life of the world, a light which shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not, who so loved the world that he gave his own life, that as many as would believe might become the sons of God, wherefore you are my son, and blessed are you because you have believed. This is how the Lord expresses it in the JST of John 1.12, page 808 in the Joseph Smith Translation section of the LDS King James Bible. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, only to them who believe on his name. Footnote, Teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith, page 328. We cannot become an adopted son or daughter of the Father, meaning being given an assured place in his kingdom until after we have become a formally adopted son or daughter of Christ, because there is no other way to get back to our Heavenly Father except through him. This is but one link in the progression chain of the Elohim. In Moses 6, verses 64 through 68, we learn of Adam's adoption. And it came to pass, when the Lord had spoken with Adam our father, that Adam cried unto the Lord, and he was caught away in the spirit of the Lord, and was carried down into the water, and was laid under the water, and was brought forth out of the water. And thus he was baptized, and the Spirit of God descended upon him, and thus he was born of the Spirit, and became quickened in the inner man. And he heard a voice out of heaven, <clears throat> saying, Thou art baptized with fire and with the Holy Ghost. This is the record of the Father, the Son, from henceforth and forever. And thou art after the order of him who was without beginning of days or end of years, from all eternity to all eternity. Behold, thou art one in me, a Son of God, and thus may all become my sons. Amen. 
Not only do we learn that Adam became a son of God, but we learn how it happened. Because he had received his baptism of fire and the Holy Ghost, he was born again. This is the Latter-day Level 3 Covenant, the modern version of the Sandal Covenant. Our progression is inherent upon Christ adopting us as his own. This happens as we work to build a closer relationship with him. He merely knocks. It is he who must open the door. No, it is we who must open the door and be receptive to all that he would teach us. We must allow him into our lives and learn of him. This process is fundamental not only to our progression, but his as well. Remember, he is our perfect leader. He is the only one we should want to follow. In Moroni 7.19, it puts it like this. Wherefore, I beseech of you, brethren, that ye should search diligently in the light of Christ, that ye may know good from evil, and if you will lay hold upon every good thing and condemn it not, ye certainly will be a child of Christ. Thus, we can see that formal adoption by Jesus Christ is an integral part of the process of one's exaltation, a step in the eventual receiving a fullness of joy. Now let's read Doctrine and Covenants 42, 52 through 53. And they who have not faith to do these things, but believe in me, have power to become my sons, and inasmuch as they break not my laws, thou shalt bear their infirmities, thou shalt stand in the place of thy stewardship. One thing you need to understand about the f these four levels of covenantal relationships with Jesus Christ, even though you progress to more intimate levels, you are not released from the responsibilities of the earlier covenants. Each covenant builds upon the last one and includes it, therefore a friend is also still a servant. A son needs to still serve and befriend others. A bride is to be a servant, friend, and inheritor of the bride of her bridegroom. So to complete this thought and give a preview of the upcoming level, let's now turn to Doctrine and Covenant 76, 54 through 60. They are they who are the church of the firstborn. They are they into whose hands the Father hath given all things. They are they who are priests and kings who have received of his fullness and of his glory and are priests of the Most High, after the order of Melchizedek, which was after the order of Enoch, which was after the order of the Only Begotten Son. Wherefore, as it is written, they are gods, even the Son of God, sons of God. Wherefore, all things are theirs, whether life or death, or things present or things to come, all are theirs, and they are Christ, and Christ is God's, and they shall overcome all things. Hence we become an officially adopted son or daughter of Christ prior to be, being presented back into the presence of the Father.